Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. I got one more thing I'd like to talk to you about right now. So if your notifications started going off earlier today with the news of Harvard University President Claudine Gay having resigned from her position, then you might be like me. (laughs) Just when we thought we were out of the woods. So I wanted to talk about this. Um... I had half a mind to talk about this some weeks back when she came under scrutiny for her comments. But I, like many people, am finding it very difficult to have a conversation that is based on nuance in an environment where people are willing to only have conversations in the absolute. Um, I think that there's a lot of room for nuance in most every conversation, but as of late, there are people who really need things to be absolute or else, you know, face their wrath and their backlash. And... It's, it's very challenging to have an opinion, to hold a position, to make sure that everyone 
is accounted for and is accommodated and feels safe and protected and, 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 and. But such is life. And I think that there's a lot of people who might forget what it's like to be in a position like that where you have to reconcile lots of factors against others. And those same people are people. You know, one of the things that I learned a while ago, I think I might have learned it from a movie of all places, but I learned that a person is smart and people are dumb. A person can understand the complexities of a situation where nuance plays a role. And people uh, tend toward a mob mentality. And so things can get problematic very quick. So what I want to do today uh, to paint this picture is share a couple of articles. We're going to do the, f the first thing will be the second thing. And the second thing will be the first thing. But I'm going to read uh, two articles to you. They're out of order. But um, I think that it helps paint the picture better this way. So to bring you up to speed, this comes from NBC.com. Harvard University President Claudine Gay has been under intense scrutiny for testimony she gave at a congressional hearing on campus, uh, on campus anti-Semitism, as well as allegations of plagiarism, and her academic work will resign. Quote, it is with a heavy heart but a deep love for Harvard that I write to share that I will be stepping down as president, Gay said in a letter to the Harvard community. She goes on to say, this is not a decision I came to easily. Indeed, it has been difficult beyond words because I've looked forward to working with so many of you to advance the commitment to academic excellence that has propelled this great university across centuries. But after consulting with the university's highest governing board, Gay added, it has become clear that it is in the best interest of Harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than any individual. Quote. Gay's six-month tenure is the shortest in the university's 388-year history, according to the Harvard Crimson student newspaper. She was the first black person and the second woman to lead the institution. The fellows of Harvard College announced that Alan M. Garber, the school's most provost, sorry, the school's provost and chief academic officer, would serve as interim president until a permanent successor is named. The fellows said Gay will return to a faculty position. Gay drew fierce criticism last month after she and her counterparts at the University of Pennsylvania and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology appeared to sidestep the question of whether students calling for the genocide of Jewish people should be punished. Then President Liz McGill resigned days after the widely panned hearing. Gay then faced allegations of plagiarism in her political science scholarship. The Harvard Corporation, the school's highest governing body, ordered an investigation that, quote, revealed a few instances of inadequate citation, but found no violation of Harvard's standards for research misconduct. Gay's job appeared to be secure December 12th after the Harvard Corporation, responding to growing calls for her ouster, released a statement saying its members, quote, reaffirm our support for President Gay's continued leadership of Harvard University, unquote. But the questions swirling around Gay's position did not abate over the holidays. Billionaire investor Bill Ackman, as well as conservative activists such as Christopher Rufo, continued to put pressure on Howard via post on social media, 
The Washington Free Beacon, a conservative publication, published an unsigned complaint Monday that referred to six new allegations of plagiarism exacerbating the crisis. Harvard's communications office did not have a comment on the additional plagiarism accusations. Um, and it feels important, since I read this in its entirety, to uh, mention the authors, Daniel Arkin and Adam Reese. So, um, that feels problematic. And this obviously is from today. And, you know, there's a lot, lot to it. Um, obviously, Harvard not having examined or commented on the additional plagiarism accusations leaves a, a big question mark there. But the accusations that came under scrutiny in the, in the past um, were simply uh, sources that weren't correctly cited, not bona fide plagiarism. So she's not necessarily in my estimation based on what i'm seeing here stepping down because she copied someone's work back in the day um she's stepping stepping down because there are people digging into her past her personal journey um because they want her out not because of the words that she said or didn't say the day of the um initial headlines so let's go back closer to that day um, let's go back to december 11th i want to read this second article here this comes from cnn business i'm just going to pull a piece of it um and we're going to start with a tweet okay tweet says one down two to go uh one down two to go republican representative elise stefanik of new york wrote saturday on x formerly known as twitter with the two being a reference to Gay and Kornbluth. Quote, in the case of Harvard President Gay was asked by me 17 times whether calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard's code of conduct. She spoke her truth 17 times and the world heard. Unquote. Stefanik, along with a group of 71 bipartisan lawmakers, sent a letter to the governing boards of Harvard, Penn, and MIT, urging them to remove their university leaders. Meanwhile, more than 700 Harvard faculty members have signed a petition backing Gay. Additionally, over 800 black alumni have announced their, quote, unequivocal support for Gay and her efforts to, quote, build a stronger, more inclusive community at our alma mater while balancing the critical principles of free thought and free speech. Gay had apologized for her remarks before Congress. Quote, I am sorry, she said in an interview with the Harvard Crimson on Thursday. Words matter. She goes on to say, I got caught up in what had become at that point an extended combative exchange about policies and procedures, Gay told the student newspaper. What I should have had the presence of mind to do in that moment was return to my guiding truth, which is that calls for violence against our Jewish community, threats to our Jewish students, have no place at Harvard and will never go unchallenged. But some major donors went unmoved, particularly Bill Ackman, a billionaire hedge fund CEO who has been among Gay's most vocal critics. So there's a lot here. Um, first thing, she was asked whether or not calls of violence toward Jewish students violated the code of conduct or the principles at Harvard. 
not whether or not she believed it, not whether or not she supported Hamas or if she was anti-Semitic or anything like that. She was asked a question, does this action violate the rules at Harvard? And when you are in an environment where you are fostering brilliant minds and encouraging those minds to examine critically new ideas uh, and new concepts, things that we as a, as a human body have not yet conceived of, you have to make sure to also foster an environment where people feel like they can speak and be heard, where they feel like their ideas will have a soft place to land. At the same time, you have to recognize and respect that you are dealing with a very diverse population and that people have different sensitivities and that not everything will be well received by everyone. And everyone deserves to feel heard, but also everyone deserves to feel safe. And I would imagine that the rules at Harvard, to one degree or another, accommodate both of these truths, because they have to, they would have to. And part of the reason why people write things down is because you can often be more thorough when you write things down. You can write things down and they can remain unchanging. You can write things down and they can be all-encompassing. You can write the language to be as broad as the situation dictates. If you ask a person in the moment, a person might simply be speaking to a particular facet of a conversation. People are imperfect. And indeed, writing things down is imperfect. That's why we have judges to interpret the laws. But it's the best system that we got. And in the moment where this woman says that she missed the mark, words matter, she apologized. She reaffirmed exactly what she was intending to say and what the rules that at Harvard, uh, delineate in detail. And then she got the support of her faculty. I think that those things are very important here. This is a black woman we're talking about. Unprecedented. First black person to ever run that institution. One of the most pre prestigious academic institutions on earth. And I know that there is a lot of people mad about that. <laughs> and as soon as they found a crack, they're like, oh no, we got to exploit this one. We got to, we got to, we got to, it was going hard on her. All right, well, this didn't work. She's got the support of the faculty. Let's, let's dig up some dirt on her. Let's see what we can, she's got to have done something wrong in her life. Oh, there was some, some plagiarism stuff. Okay, let's see if there's anything else there. And as I mentioned, the plagiarism stuff, based on what I'm reading, I'm, and I, I don't know what I don't know, but based on what I'm reading, was a matter of her not correctly citing her source material, not the bona fide plagiarism that comes to mind, like when Melania Trump copied Michelle Obama's speech. <laughs> so... 
very strange position to be in here. Now, um, I've already mentioned some of the names of the people who were really out for blood. They wanted her gone. And I don't imagine it's necessarily because of her being quote unquote anti-Semitic because I don't believe that she is. Um, I believe that a lot less people than who are actually called anti-Semitic are, especially in the past, you know, few months. I think that there's been a lot of calls to people for being anti-Semitic that, and, and they just, they fall flat, at least in my estimation, because of the reason that I've seen a lot of Jewish people be called anti-Semitic, practicing Jewish people be called anti-Semitic. John Stewart, one of the most brilliant minds in, in media, because nuance matters, critical thinking matters. Often enough, there are more than one narratives that can be true objectively at the same time. And if someone doesn't necessarily agree with the way that I'm making sense of the world, I've learned that that doesn't necessarily make that person racist. I've learned that there are people who take actions that I could consider to be racist or say things that I believe to be anti-black. And those things and those actions don't necessarily mean that the person is racist or anti-black. It simply means the behavior is. And those people have a right to learn. I've always stood on this principle. We're all learning and we're all teaching. You teach people how to love you and you learn how to love people. And the truth is you have to do that with every single type of person. And that is a very, very difficult mission to accomplish for the sake of humanity when speaking out loud can be challenged and the consequences of I don't even want to say misspeaking because I don't believe that I've heard John Stewart misspeak, but the, I think that, um, articulating a, a viewpoint that one particular group doesn't necessarily espouse is that, that kind of flies in the face of our, I believe our spiritual objective as people, which is to foster love between each other create a better world for all of us. And so protecting those of us who are the most vulnerable needs to also be reconciled with the fact that we need to be critical of other people and ourselves. And there are few better places to do this than in an academic environment. Now, again, calling for the genocide of Jews absolutely on its face has no place anywhere on earth, period, full stop. Calling for the genocide of anybody, any group of people, that's crazy talk. That's, that's to me, that's le legit crazy talk. But whether or not it violates free speech, which isn't necessarily what 
you know, was wasn't was in question here at Harvard, but whether or not it violates free speech is a whole other conversation because free speech implies that people can say this. I promise people say it in my comments all the time. If you follow on, on the Civic Cipher page on social media, really any channel, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, you'll see. And, you know, it can violate the rules of, you know, Facebook. It can violate the rules of Instagram. Often it doesn't. But it doesn't violate the laws of the land. But again, it, it can violate the, the terms of the user agreements for, you know, like I said, Instagram. And my understanding is that Claudine Gay was effectually asked whether or not that type of speech violates <laughs> the, the user agreement at Harvard. Um, now, again, had it been me, I probably would have been more inclined to say, you know, absolutely, it violates everything, you know, but I'm not a president of a college. I don't have to reconcile, you know, free speech against, you know, fostering an academic environment. I often lead with my heart. I know that no matter what comes next, I will always and forever stand with Jewish people. I will always and forever stand with anybody who's willing to stand for me. And in my story, that includes Palestinian people. And it's, I, I got two family members just going through it. And I don't want to say Jewish people because in my interactions with most Jewish people, um, they really have a, a nuanced view of things. But the Israeli government is, you know, they, they've been doing a lot and they've been under scrutiny, not from Ramses, from literally the whole earth. Doing too much. That's a lot. You told these people to go over here and then you bombed it. Don't you see the videos? Do you see the harm that you're causing? You're doing this in the name of peace for your people. Not all of these people are responsible. You can't wipe them off the face of the planet because, you know, on and on. You see these, these articles everywhere. So we're in a difficult climate. And, you know, I open this by saying that this is a challenging position to be in. My impulse is to, of course, support Claudine Gay. And I don't think that that means that I'm pro anything else or anti anything else. My impulse is to support Jewish people forever. And that doesn't mean that I'm pro anything else or anti anything else. And, you know, recently I've, I've never knew a Palestinian person in my life. Recently I've met a few. But had I never met any, my impulse would be to support Palestinian people. And it doesn't mean that I'm anti 
anything else or pro anything else. And you know what? Based on my truth, all three of those things can be true at the same time. So now, as always, we open up the floor to you. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I really would. This, this one, this one is tough. This one is tough. You can reach out to me using the red microphone talkback feature. Of course, you can find me at Ramses Jaw on all social media. And uh, I'll be waiting to hear from you until I do. Peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.